0: Hello, my name is Aaron Witten, and today I'm here to talk about our case study analysis for SAL 630, Legal Aspects in Sport, for the Masters of Science in Sports Administration and Leadership Program. Today, I will be taking you back to the 1960s and 70s and introducing our plaintiff, Curtis C. Flood. Flood was an American Major League Baseball player starting his career at the age of 18 years old with the Cincinnati Reds and after two seasons was traded to the St. Louis Cardinals in 1958 and played for 11 seasons becoming one of the most reliable outfielders in the league, playing 226 games without an error and also collecting the Golden Glove Award seven times while also winning two World Series championships in 1967 and 1969. After the 1969 season, Flood became upset at the ownership of the Cardinals as they only extended a $5,000 pay raise to Flood, even though he felt his championships and his play on the field was worth more. He was looking to inch closer at the $90,000 mark that he felt was reasonable after his special seasons. Flood felt that it was more of an attack on him after his error in the World Series Game 7 where Flood was chasing after a fly ball against the Detroit Lions that ended up leading to a triple and possibly securing the final for Detroit. Despite his incredible history at the Cardinals, Flood was informed only by a reporter that he was traded, and without his knowledge, Flood was expected to go to the Philadelphia Phillies, who at the time were struggling to string out winning games. And Flood stated that he felt uncomfortable picking up his bags after 11 great seasons at the Cardinals. Deciding that due to their record and, quote, belligerent and racist fans, Flood felt it was necessary to challenge this trade as he declined the $10,000 salary offer to the Phillies. And he decided to complain to the commissioner of baseball and defendant, Bowie K. Coon. By requesting they make him a free agent, Kuhn denied his request by relying on baseball's reserve clause. The clause states that a player in contract is bound to a single team even if his contract expired and cannot negotiate future contracts with other teams. Flood fought for what he felt was his right as an individual in his letter to Kuhn that stated, After 12 years in the major leagues, I do not feel I am a piece of property to be bought and sold irrespective of my wishes. I believe that any system which produces that result violates my basic right as a citizen and is inconsistent with the laws of the United States and of the several states. It is my desire to play baseball in 1970 and I am capable of playing. I have received a contract offer from the Philadelphia club but I believe I have the right to consider offers from other clubs before making any decision. I, therefore, request that you make known to all Major League clubs my feelings in this matter and advise them of my availability for the 1970 season. On January 16, 1970, Flood filed a $1 million lawsuit against Coon and Major League Baseball alleging violation of federal antitrust laws. Flood's application for an early trial was granted, and the trial was held in March, and its decision was made on June 19th as it made its way all the way to the Supreme Court. Flood knew that this was going to have an impact on his career, but he believed that it was bigger than baseball and bigger than any paycheck he would receive. Even though the players' union represented Flood in this case, many were strictly divided in this situation. Players that testified on his behalf were former players such as Jackie Robinson and Hank Gringerg, and former owner Bill Vieck with no active players testifying. Professional sports are generally subject to antitrust laws, but professional baseball has been historically exempt. Following a 10-week bench trial, the district ruled against Flood and in favor of Major League Baseball, finding that the reserve clause had beneficial aspects for the game and its players. Flood then appealed to the ruling to the Second Second Circuit. Which affirmed the district court stating that the Major League Baseball was not subject to the Sherman Act because baseball was so uniquely interstate commerce with multiple state antitrust laws that consider it far reaching. As the Second Circuit concluded its opinion with a defense statement saying, In our defense, we do not consider our decision to be internally inconsistent. Any apparent inconsistency results not from faulty logic, but from the vagaries of fate and this court's subordinate role to the Supreme Court. With this in mind, Flood was ready to go to the Supreme Court. On June 6th, June 19, 1972, and a decision being made was a United States Supreme Court decision upholding by a 5-3 margin, declaring the antitrust exemption first granted to Major League Baseball. Mr. George, Justice Blackman delivered the opinion of the court, stating, For the third time in 50 years, the court is asked specifically to rule that professional baseball's reserve system is within the reach of federal antitrust laws. Even though flood did not come out victorious, this did end up creating the Curt Flood Rule, also known as the 10-5 rule, which states that when a player has played for a team for five straight years and played in the MLB for a total of 10 years, they have to give their club the consent to be traded. This also laid the foundation for future cases against the Reserve Clause that was eventually abolished in 1975 and for most part has been replaced by free agency. As Flood retired from baseball and sadly passed away in 1997, a year later, Congress enacted the Curt Flood Act of 1998, which changed the idea of free agency in the following years to come. This has been a staple in baseball's history, and even though it did not come out as a clear decision in Flood's favor, many cases like Flood's deemed to have changed the course of history for Major League Baseball and free agency.